Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. We got Major League Recap from the year. Today's the final day of games. NFL Recap from the past weekend. College. Uh, and anything. I don't know. House of Dragons at the end. Um, you know, the, we're just gonna we're just gonna spit fire today. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Exciting stuff. Yep. yep. Judge uh, did it. Judge, he did it. Yeah, he did. Did you guys see the fan that jumped out? It was like probably, <laughs> I don't know, 10 seats away. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? He, that guy, what I, I understand what he was doing. Yeah. If it fell, because he he's like, if that ball it. landed short, he was getting it. Mm-hmm. Now, he probably got immediately kicked out of the game, but. He did. It's worth it. I wonder what would have happened. Like, if he got the ball, would they have taken it from him? I don't know. That's crazy. What a weird, what a I, weird, like, world we live in where if you're just lucky enough to catch a ball like that. Well, they're saying they that the ball could be valued at, like, $2 million. They, well, yeah. you know what's crazy is I say the guy that caught the ball is, like, the vice president of Fisher Investments. The guy's, like, a millionaire already. Well, two that, things okay, about yeah. this is that he didn't catch it. His son did because he oh, bought yeah. he bought like 15 tickets in the front row and the row behind. So if you look, there's a video of his sister who's in the row behind him videotaping it and everybody clears out of his way so he can make the catch. Like there was only two people in the family that had gloves and they were pretend like they were just like had those seats for them. Incredible. Oh, shit. Yeah. I saw it on TikTok and she commented like people were like, why didn't like people not contest to it? And she was like, that's my brother. And we, my father, and my brother, the only two that had gloves and they had, they were going to move to a ball. It was in our section. That's wild. That's unreal. Yeah. I will, I will say that about the whole judge thing. If you're one of those people who say that he's a rightful home run kick now, you're a fucking loser. Okay. <laughs> you're a fucking loser. He's not. Mm. Bonds is. Deal with it. I, I just, I, I like the Maris family. He's a rightful home run king now. Shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, like, I just, I, it's so dumb. Like, he's I not, agree. it's, it's Bonds. I don't care if he was on steroids or not. Every pitch, all those pitches were on steroids as well. So, like, 
It wasn't like right. he's the only one who had advantage. He it's... did have a, definitely had an advantage, but I don't want to get in the whole steroid thing, but it's like everybody was doing it. I don't know. He He's definitely, it's Barry Bones, right? He will not get the triple crown. He would did, did not win uh, batting average. He got second in that. Still a season for the ages for him. Mm-hmm. You guys think he wins absurd. MVP? Yeah. Yeah. I do, but do you see that Otani did something that no player's ever done before today? What did he do? He was the first player to become eligible at starting pitcher in in the field. Like he had the, because you have to hit hit play, like have a certain amount of bats and a certain amount of innings pitched to be like recognized as both or whatever it was. I can't remember exact stat, but he was the first player to ever do it. What do you mean? To get like awards or something? No, hold on. Maybe that's it. I'm going to I'm gonna look it up and I'll get um, back to you guys on it. But it was like he had to hit 162 or 160 mm. innings pitched or something. I also saw a stat on Judge that in this first, I think it was 11 games, he only had one home run. And in his final 11 games, he only had one. Like So everything was sandwiched. Or it was nine games or 11, but it was like pretty high amount. So all of his home runs were pretty much sandwiched in there, like 60 of them. <clears throat> I think Judge finished the year incredible. It's just pitchers were pitching around him. And I don't even think they were doing it because they didn't want to be the pitcher to give up the home run. I just think, like, if you want to win games, like, you don't pitch to Judge. That's what I think it came down to. I think he was still getting on base, like, at an absurd clip because he was getting so many walks. But, yeah, it is pretty crazy that he finished the season the same way he started it. Um, so, so – so I got it right here. Sorry, G. I don't mean to interrupt. No, but it good. says the singular Shohei Itani has uh, made history once again. The Los Angeles Angels two-way phenom on Wednesday became the first player in Major League Baseball history to qualify as both a hitter and a pitcher in the same season. So apparently you could do both of them, but if you had. So what this says is a player is considered to be qualified if he logs 3.1 plate appearances in one inning pitch per team game. So across the usual 162 game season, 502 plate appearances, 162 innings pitched. So if he, if he got, if he only threw 161 innings, he would not have been considered a pitcher in major league baseball. Two major league baseballs. Like I wonder what that means. If it means like silver slugger or, you know, it could be, but either way, he's the first, he's the first guy to ever do it. Yeah. I mean, but to answer your question, it's judge is still the MVP. But this just goes to show, like, it seems like every fucking day, Shohei's doing something that nobody's ever done before. It's mm-hmm. just, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, I actually wrote down a, a stat about them. So Trout and Otani hit 73 homers this year. And the Angels won 73 games this year. Uh, it It just blows my mind how those two guys are probably the two best players in the Major League Baseball, and the Angels just can't figure it out. So Trout has been in the Major League since um, 2012. That was his first full season, right? So he's had 11 full seasons in the Majors. Do you guys know how many times the Angels have had a winning record in those 11 seasons? I'm going to guess one. I'm going to say none. They've had three winning seasons, right? Only one of those, though, was like a good season. Like in nine, in uh, 2014, they won like 95 games. 
made it to the playoffs, got swept first round. So Trout's made it to the playoffs one time in his career, and he got swept. And never won a game. Wow. Never won a playoff game. He, and what was it today? He hit he had his 40th homer, and he missed 40 not. games this year. Oh, did he no, get a he homer went today? To the, he hit a fucking tank. Like, I've never seen – Trout doesn't pimp home runs much. He stared this one down as soon as he hit it. It was in the dead, dead center field at Oakland. But yep. he, so he hit his 40th, and he missed 40 games, which is kind of ridiculous to think about. Plus, yeah. he knew he couldn't get beamed the next day if he would pimp <laughs> <laughs> There's no more next day. That's great. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> I wonder, like, when the – I feel like there's been talks forever about, like, do, how, like do the Angels trade these guys to, like, do something? Because they're clearly not winning with them. They need more. Do they? Do, will they trade these guys? Well, I, how, what do they have for contract stuff? Because here's here's why I'm like curious. Artie Moreno, the the Angels owner, is selling the team, correct? Or in the process of it? Uh, I didn't. I'm not sure. I didn't. I know thought that. I thought I read. I thought he was in the process, or he's going. You know, exploring the opportunity. So I think that's a huge thing. Like if you if you're anybody, one of these billionaires coming in and looking to buy an organization, you need to like. I'd almost want to know either guarantee that Trout and Otani are going to be there yeah. or or not. So I think, I mean, from an organizational standpoint, the best thing they can do is trade both of them and just try to load up on as many guys as they can. Because they're saying that the haul that somebody would give for Otani is bigger than what they got for Soto. So uh, Trout signed that massive contract, uh, 12 years, $426 million. He signed through 2030, which means it'll be 38 that season. So he becomes unrestricted free agent in his 39-year-old season. So that's a long ways away. Otani has got arbitration year upcoming, and then he's unrestricted free agent in 2024. Well, didn't actually didn't they agree on a deal? Didn't they pay didn't they agree to a $30 million contract for him? Uh I do see that somewhere on here, but I thought they agreed to it like to avoid the arbitration bullshit and just he's making gonna make 30 mil next year, which he's probably still underpaid. He might be. So then he's unrestricted free agent in 2024, probably. Oh, if, you're right. 30 million for 2023, it says. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't think they will, but I they should. I guess is the best way for me to say it. If they're selling the team, then I think that they stay with them until a new owner comes for sure. Because I think right. you get more money that way as this the the seller. That makes sense. I did not. Yeah, especially if sale, like though. you have two guys like that. Um. Yeah. Maybe maybe add some pitching. That might be a start. Uh, all these bums that you've added: Anthony Rendon, fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, BJ. Uh, no, Justin Upton. They they all stunk when they got there. So, maybe maybe go the other way. Maybe try to get some pitchers. Uh, so well, this they go ahead. Is no, I was to say, was it? No, was it two years ago? Didn't they draft their entire draft? Like 10 rounds was all pitchers? Yeah. Or 11 pitchers or something like that? Yep, they did. That's um, what I was going to say is 2019, there were four different teams that got 100 wins. This year, there were four different teams that got 100 wins. Dodgers crushed it. Astros crushed it. Braves and Mets both got over, and the Yankees finished with 99 wins. How absurd is that? Yeah. That this this could have broke the record for five teams getting 100 wins. Yankees wow. lost their last two to finish 99 and 63. And it's crazy that the season they were having, 
They were on pace. Blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, a, it'll be a fun October. I don't know how, how much of it I'll watch. Probably not a lot, but. I feel like Judge had such a monster effect on all these games for the Yankees. Like he's going to get the, the mega contract he gets is going to be, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be absurd. I remember, I, I, can't, I wonder, we'll have to go back and like find the episode, but I think we all projected like what he would get. <clears throat> I think mine was absurdly high compared to yours. Uh, Did we say it before the season started? Uh, yeah, I think we did. It must, ours, mine must have been so much lower than what it's going to be then, because I obviously would never expect him to hit 62 dingers on his contract year. Right, right. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about <clears throat> was just the absolute collapse of the Mets. That's <laughs> in, I don't know what it was, sometime in June, they had a 10 and a half game lead over the Braves for the division. And then this past weekend, they played the Braves, and the Braves swept them to take a two-game lead with, like, three games left in the year. Braves ended up just needing one more win in the final three, which they got. So the Braves lock up the division. Um, So brutal that the Mets collapse, but I don't know if you guys know, like, how, like, the playoffs are set up now. Six teams make the playoffs, right? Yep. And the top two teams in the AL, top two teams in the NL, get a bye into the second round where those other four teams have to play a three-game series. Yeah. So the crazy thing for the Mets is that they they were the third-best team in the majors, or in the National League, but... <laughs> they're a wild card. The, because, yeah, now they're a wild card. They they have to do this three-game set. It's just absolute collapse. And then it's, if they yeah. win, they have to play the Dodgers, too. So it's like they just shot themselves in the foot so bad. Well, looking at that whole thing too, I sorry, and I don't think things have changed the last day or two, but I looked at the bracket and it's like the same thing. Like the Astros finished with the best record in the AL, but they play the winner of Seattle and Toronto. Yeah. And then the Yankees get Cleveland and Tampa. It's like, yeah. I would much rather have the winner of Cleveland and Tampa than for Seattle and Toronto are both like yeah. electric factors. Yep. It's like Houston got kind of fucked in that too. I agree. But. I mean, I don't say they got fucked. It's just like it's the way yeah. the way the, the way the cookie crumbled, but it it's is not good for them. <laughs> no. We well, have. About, uh, I was just, yeah, how no. about the East? The East AL East got three teams in. NL East got three teams in. Six yeah. teams out of the East this year. It's pretty wild. Yep. Go ahead. I said we got. Uh, we're gonna go over some of our projections that we had uh, beginning of the year. We crushed. Um, as we are the experts, and you guys come to us for our uh, sports knowledge. <laughs> that's so bad, dude. It's really bad. We all had Judge Van VP, so that's a good start. What? Just kidding. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think any of us did. No, we definitely didn't have Judge. If you look at all the awards, I mean, there's definitely... AL Rookie of the Year, none of them guys are going to win it. Um, I don't think any of the awards were going to hit any of them. Yeah, you, I, think, I, I think there's a good well, chance. Well, Shory will. Beer Shory might with the Cy Young. NL Rookie of the Year. He had one home run on the first game of the year. And I don't think he reached base again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I remember I put the projection and then he hit a home run first game. And I was like, oh, baby, that one's a lock. And uh, I don't think he ever hit a, hit it on the ball the whole year. And he I had was, chances. I, w- 
I went all in on um, the White Sox this year. And I had Luis Robert as the MVP, and he played 98 games. So that that was a uh, pretty good call by me. And in the games he did play, he had a 746 OPS. So uh, I had George Springer, and he sucked. So sure, you definitely probably hit the uh, Alcantara call. Is on the he NL the favorite? I think gotta it's Hammer uh... Burns. I can't remember who I saw was second. I will uh, say Kevin and I both take Nola, took Nola. Nola is definitely, I would imagine, with the numbers he put up, he's going to finish in the top five. He was top five for betting odds. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a, you know, he was, he was it was crazy because he was under 500. He's 11 and 13, but over 10.3K per nine, 3.25 ERA, sub one whip. So Nola's probably going to finish right up there again. I thought that... Um... That, is it Spencer Strider on the Braves? Oh, it? yeah. Yeah. He, I thought he was up there, too, the ones I saw. But maybe that was for rookie. It could have been rookie. rookie I saw him. Yeah, it might have been rookie. Um, Julio Urias, Zach Gallen, Max Fried, Aaron Nola. Yeah, the one I'm seeing is Gallen at number two. Yeah. And Julio uh, Urias. So my team finished the championship week with like a five ERA, and I had Alcantara and Gallon throw and Degrom throw. Just a shit show. Absolute shit show. Just couldn't put it together in the final week. Max Fried, did you already go with this? It's Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. By a long shot. Yep. Urias, Gallon, Fried, Nolo. Kyle Wright and Edwin Diaz is up there too. It is to say, I mean, basically what it comes down to is we, um, nobody oh. knew anything. The only thing we all like got right was the champion of the NL West, which was all the Dodgers. And after that, AL Central, nobody got it right. NL Central, nobody got it right. Uh, AL East, nobody got it right. Teams all made the playoffs, but nobody got the Yankees. Just a fucking disaster. Uh, <clears throat> but I am the expert, or we are the experts, so just keep coming to us for your uh, greatest <laughs> sports hot takes. So, like, just oh, you look know, at a, like, I look at our playoffs too. Go ahead. Uh, I fucking crushed uh, the droppable tag on uh, that bum Flaherty. Oh, Flaherty. The, you got that so one, right? that I will hang my hat on, as I knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah, yep, he sucks, dude. Just trash. Were you going to say something about the playoffs? I was going to say, just looking at the playoffs, like, it's funny, like, yeah. I had the Brewers winning it all. They didn't even make the playoffs. Fagola's World Series, neither team made the playoffs. Like, <laughs> Shuri has the Angels in the World Series, didn't make the playoffs. So Shuri is the only one with an actual World Series champion prediction still available, which the Dodgers probably will win it all. But... It's wild but to I, think the Dodgers don't even have Bueller either. And they're still, they still won 100 and within yeah. 110, 111 games. I counter my Dodgers in the finals with them playing the Angels. Mm. So, so, uh, as, yeah, as that's pretty, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. 
All Next right. thing. Yep. NFL. We'll do some yep. NFL. Let's do it. Territory. What'd you say? What's well, so those here? I feel like you guys got to, I mean, you can't be happy after a win, but I feel like you guys must be a little optimistic of the way they played. Zero. I, I just, they have no since Tom left. They have no, the Pats have no, they don't know how to win. Like they're a team that just knows how to lose more than they do know how to win. And it's just like, it's evident. Like I had no comp. As soon as that game started getting close, they had no confidence. I had no confidence that they were going to make a good play call to get a first down when they needed it or to get in position and be aggressive and like, okay, it's, it's third down and six. Well, we could run the ball because fuck it. We're either going to win it on these, this drive or lose on this drive. There's no, there's no uh, grab your balls. And like, this is, this is who I am in this, on this team. There's, it starts with the coach. Um, I've been out with bill for a while. I continue All right. that bill is holding us back. Okay. So all I hear y'all you're bringing to me right now is problems. That's all you're bringing is problems. What's your solution? If it's not Belichick, who is it? I'm because cleaning you can house. Sit, but, okay, so then what are you going to get? You may get fucking a guy like Matt Nagy who sets the franchise back another 10 fucking years. I, I just think that, like, all I'm saying to you is I you're blaming it all on Belichick, but, you like, you want a clean house, but it could get a fuck of a lot worse. Like, as bad as you think it is now, you clean house, you get rid of him, you get rid of them all. And then you could be the fucking, the Patriots could be the Jets. Or the Patriots could be the fucking Chicago Bears. Pretty goddamn quickly. Well, you, we're do like this. a 500 team at best with okay, Bill right so, now. Okay, so, okay. Last year, let me say, what was it? What did the Patriots start last year, the first four games? What was their record? One and four. One and three. Okay. And what did they do right after that? Yeah, but I had, they had no shot at a Super Bowl. No shit they don't, Shory, but like they don't have a quarterback that's good enough to do that. That and Patriots whose team, want... <laughs> whose fault is it? Yeah. How many quarterbacks in the NFL right now do you think can win a Super Bowl? Because it's not as many as you think. Ten. There's five, maybe. No fucking chance there's 10 guys. None. Yes. No, there's not 10 guys in the NFL can win a Super Bowl right now. Matt nope. Stafford just won a fucking Super Bowl. You're gonna with one of the most top. loaded fucking rosters in the NFL, dude. It's you not like one. he was like. Your question was how many winning Super Bowl quarterbacks in the league? He won one. Okay, so I, I don't think there's ten guys. I'm gonna ag- disagree with you on that. There's not. I'm just saying, let's, dude. Let's you know, uh, let's go down the list. So let's just tally them up real quick. All right. It's Mahomes. Gola, Mahomes. Gola, let's just let's just go down. Can Herbert win one? Yes. Okay, yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. Joe Burrow. Yep. No. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna win one right. Can he? I don't think he'll win one on that roster right now. Tom Brady. Uh, I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, I'm starting to fucking question that right now. Uh, Derek yeah. Carr. No. no. Tua. No. no. Stafford. So I'm going to say yes because he did it. Kyler? No. No, I, I honestly, and I'm a big Kyler guy. I don't think he can. Uh, Lamar? Yep. Yep. Rogers? That was yep. close. That's the one I was, yep. That's so was 10. that nine? Eight? That's not 10. I think it was 10. That's 10. I didn't agree, to, I didn't agree with uh, Lamar, <laughs> so I'm saying it's nine. Well, give me one more, Kev. 
You're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel to get 10 tunes. How about Russell Wilson? No. You have a chance to win That's kind of my point, though. Like, Russell Wilson is not that good, but with a good roster and a good defense? No. Oh, yeah. He he could. What about Dak? What about Dak? No. No? I... I'm not a dad guy. As good as the Cowboys look right now, I am a but dad. That, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I don't uh, like that that much. The, the thing about so take take the Patriots out the last 20 years. The thing that makes the NFL great is that random teams just like yeah. have great years, and I think that's what makes the NFL so great. And that's why everyone hated the Patriots because they were the exception to the rule, right? So to say that there's only like five or six quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl, I think it's kind of crazy because there's the NFL. If you're saying there's only five or six NBA superstars who can win a, like a championship, it's like, I probably agree with that. But I feel like the NFL is just great for that. So much parody every year. I mean, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, there's outliers all the time. So did fucking Trent Dilfer. That's he had a my generational point, though. There's like 10 that we oh, could my... list. What um, about what about Jimmy G after the the... the the way they played the Rams with the team that they have, the defense. Do you think Jimmy G could win one? No. Why not? It's like the he's same still thing like, missing Dilfer with the Bucks. He's, yeah, no. Uh, Dilfer, no. Because both them Tampa teams, the Tampa uh, 03 with, with Brad Johnson, right? Oh, yeah, Johnson, yeah. That defense was absurd. And then the Ravens in 01, maybe you can make an argument that that defense was the best to ever fucking step foot on the field. Like The 49 defense I, is good, man. I'm not saying it's not, but I I still think Jimmy. You watch him, I and I don't dislike Jimmy. Jimmy still misses way too many throws. There's throws that he there's guys that are fucking like wide open and he just airmails them all the time. I just I just don't th- I don't think Jimmy. I don't know. Just the way I'm the not, NFL set up, if the 49ers won this year and Jimmy gets a super Jimmy G got a Super Bowl, it would not surprise me. Is all I'm saying with the way the NFL is set up with just random teams winning. But okay, so going back real quick to the Patriots, I don't disagree with Shorey with with his statement that when that game started to get close with six seven minutes left, I had absolutely no faith in the fact that they were going to win the game. The thing that and it doesn't surprise me because this is the way he's been Belichick's been for twenty years, twenty five years with the Patriots. When they got the ball first and fucking. 10 from the 50 in overtime. Was it overtime they did that? Or at the end of regular overtime? Yeah. The 50. The thing that pissed me off is like, and I, I see both sides of it. They were running the ball down Green Bay's throat in the second half. I mean, there was that, there was one drive. I think they ran it like, it seemed like seven, eight plays in a row and they were getting like six, seven yards of whack. So I understand trying to run the ball, but it's like first and 10 from the 50, like, I, you just got to get aggressive. Like instead of just being so like predictable and like high school footballish, where you go run the play on first, run a run a play on second, and then throw the ball on third and then punt. It's I don't know. I just wish they would if they were gonna throw it at least one time that possession, do it early and then then you give yourself more options. But it doesn't surprise me because Belichick's always been conservative when it, in in that sense. And like you, maybe sure that's partly because he's had Brady and he can you know, he can get away with shit with that. But I didn't like that aspect of it. Um, with that being said, 
I still, like I said, you're bringing me problems. You're bringing me a solution. I'd like to know who your who your pick would be to replace Belichick as head coach. Um, but at the end of the day, the Patriots' next seven games are winnable. Every fucking one of them. Every they 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 may be favorites. Detroit this weekend. Uh, I I don't. Here's I don't know, what man. here's just going back. All right. I'm watching the game, and I, I I'll say it every weekend. Dumb coaching doesn't last in this league. Um, they'll get rid of you in two years. Urban Meyer, they get rid of you in half a year. Um, Matt Lafleur, you have a you have a team out there. The Patriots are bringing a fucking extra lineman in the game. So instead of five linemen, they bring in six. Marcus Cannon, he's never gonna go for a route. They stay in a basic three-four defense, and they keep two high safeties. I've never seen anything like it. The Patriots just fucking run their ball right down their throat. Now, basic coaching or smart coaching says, what the fuck were we doing? We bring a safety up and we, we match them uh, with eight men in the box instead of seven. And that's what it is. It's basically a quarterback will count. OK, I had two plays in the huddle, a run, a pass or a run right, a run left or a pass. OK, wait, there's eight guys in the box in front of me. We'll pass. There's seven guys. We'll run. That's why they ran. Green Bay makes their adjustment, brings the brings the safety out, puts an extra linebacker on the field. New England. What are you doing? You didn't, they no adjustment. Like I, I'm watching it. I'm looking at it. I watch it live. I'm like laughing. Like what is Matt Fleur doing? And then I'm like, Oh, here comes the safety play action. Easy. Nothing. So predictable. We're going to keep trying to run it. Like, that's what I'm talking about though. Like the basic guys like, Oh yeah, we just ran it down their throat that many times. Okay. Well now they adjusted. They have an extra dude in the box. Now's the time to fucking switch it up. Maybe run some play actions. And why not two in a row on first and second down? No, they, no, they I try to run it. I I know I don't I don't I didn't love the play call. I mean, just to me like that was a situation where like and I there Belichick's reasoning after was well all it took was one first down to get them in the field goal range. Yeah, well all it took was one first down for to get you guys in the field goal range and all you got to do is kick a field goal to win the fucking game. So yeah, that that's I mean, but I don't know. I I do I don't if this I mean sure you can say that they're gonna get blown out by Detroit. I don't know if this team. Granted, I don't. It all depends on how long Max out too. I'm not exactly sure they're gonna go on a fucking stellar run with Bailey Zappi, but um, if this team went five and two in their next seven games, I'm not gonna be shocked. Or if they won six and one, it wouldn't either. They don't have that difficult of a schedule the next seven games. It gets a fuck of a lot harder after that. But those next seven games are not that difficult. I'd say next six games. I think the Vikings will destroy the them. I don't see. Maybe, but the Vikings also. Yeah. Who the fuck did they struggle against? They look like they looked the average. The Saints this weekend. I don't know. They, and the Saints aren't good. Yeah, I just, the Saints are a bad football team. Either. But my point is, is if they can struggle against fucking Andy Dalton and the Saints, um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots beat them. Here's one thing for the Pats this week. Uh, St. Brown might be out. DeAndre Swift might be out, right, as well. So that's like their two biggest offensive threats. Uh, second worst defense in the NFL has given up 115 points. That's the Seahawks, 115 second, right? The Lions are the worst defense in the NFL, and they've given up 141 points. Absurd. Aren't they the They're best bad. offense as well? It's insane. 141 points. I think dude, they are. Through but, four games. But they're they're the best offense. I in actually the think the, the Seahawks worst. are great second too. Uh, yeah, they have the most points scored, 140. But without so without St. Brown and Swift, I mean. Then obviously the points four goes down a ton. So, well, they scored forty four with all them last week. I don't know. 
but they were playing the Seahawks. So <laughs> I just and, and Belichick has played golf pretty well in the years past, but they just it, well if Mac don't play Zappy, I'm telling you right fucking now, Zappy's not the answer. And I don't well, want obviously not. I don't want to hear that from any Pats fan. But uh, also, I mean, he didn't. He didn't. Cr- he didn't. He did not kill them on Sunday. No, I know, but he didn't kill him on Sunday. No. Yeah. I. I but I, I don't. I don't. I don't trust them to have. It's got to light a little fire in the Mac, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Zappy's like they get into a situation where he needs to throw the ball twenty to twenty-five times a game. I'm not. I'm out on that. But um, he didn't kill him on Sunday. That that wasn't the reason why they lost the game. He did pretty well considering what he came into. You don't want to get in a shootout with Detroit. As weird as that sounds, no. I know it's not the same Detroit of the years past. They have some they have some weapons. Jamal Williams has been running the ball fucking real hard. He's got Hawkins that dog. is a fucking beast. Do you guys see that speech on Hard Knocks? Nope. Oh, it's so good. I'll have to send it to you. But he like literally gives a speech so like passionate that he starts crying. <laughs> crying in the speech. And he's pretty much like, if you were a puppy. Get off the porch. This is for the big dogs. <laughs> I fucking love it. It like literally gets me hyped up. Um, I feel like this this past week they didn't it didn't have like a ton of like good finishes. You know what I mean? Like good like good games, great games, great finishes like we've had in weeks past. Yeah. Like the London game, I didn't even know what was going on, to be honest with you, but that was a missed field goal at the end, right? Hit the upright, hit the crossbar. Oh, my bar. God, double, yeah. Double doink. Double doink to it. tie it, right? So, I mean, that's probably the most exciting finish that we had of the, the week. Uh, I think Bengals beating Dolphins. That could be good for our Tyreek freak out on the sidelines. I like that, dude. Uh, Lions-Seahawks played a pretty fucking exciting game, dude. 93 total points. I wrote to these guys and I said, just when you think you have the NFL figured out, the Jag uh, Eagles go out and the Bills go out and lay an egg in the first half, and then they come back and both win. Oh my God, yeah, Eagles uh, just fucking dominated that second half. Yeah, basically after the first quarter they just dominated. Um, but other than that, dude, it was kind of like a Raiders got their first yeah. win. Every team's got a win now, at least in the NFL. <coughs> and yeah. I think the uh, the other biggest thing is. Like Patrick Mahomes, dude. Sunday night game. Just Bucks, I think, had the best defense going into that game or into the week four. And he just tore them up. Absolutely tore them up. I think I I only watched like the first half of that game just because it was basically over, it seemed like. And he was a man on a mission. I I saw I and I'm not, I'm definitely not fact checking this, so I may misspeak here, but I'm pretty sure Brady was the first player in NFL history to have a completion percentage over 70, 350 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions, and lose a game by double digits. Yeah. I mean, when you start... It was something something absurd like that. Like, he just had such a monster game, and they still got their wheels beat off, really. Yeah. It's nice as a Bucs fan that, like, Brady's finally... I feel like broken out. We kind of sucked the first three weeks, so it's nice to see him do that. But he did get a lot of his targets back. So with Evans being back and Godwin's looks being like back. he's filing for divorce now, dude. So I don't oh, know if his mind's boy. gonna be right. Clear mind. Or he's it's the mind's be extra right. 
Yeah, I say or it's gonna be or he's gonna be laser focused again. Um so I want to read you guys a stat about Mahomes. I just saw this probably an hour ago before I came downstairs. So Mahomes is is in his fifth season right now. He played one game, so I guess it could be technically his sixth, but it's his fifth full season he's starting right now. He's had 162 career touchdowns. This week, uh, if he gets four touchdowns, he will pass Troy Aikman on the career touchdown list. (laughs) Troy Aikman is apparently broadcasting the Chiefs game this week, so he'll be at the game. So Troy Aikman had 165 touchdowns in 12 seasons. Mahomes is at 162 at the beginning of his fifth full season right now, right? Wow. Mahomes is 39 interceptions in his career, and Aikman has 141 interceptions in his career. Is Aikman, maybe other than Joe Namath, the most overrated quarterback of all time? He's got to be. Oh, yeah. He just won some Super Bowls. He's pretty much fucking Eli Manning in the last, like, decade. I could be wrong, but I think when we did the most overrated, I either put him in it or he was an honorable mention. You put Emmett, He was bad. Sure. Right? Brutal. He was bad, man. Like, I don't think he had a year over 20, 20 touchdown passes. And if he did, it was like, I think he hit 20 once. He finished, um, he finished one year fifth in the MVP voting, and then he never, ever got any other MVP votes. <laughs> That's- As like a Super Bowl, how many, how many Super Bowls they went to? Three. Didn't they? they won three. three, I think. They won yes. back to back, right? And then one other one. So he had he so listen okay. He had one season he had over twenty touchdown passes. He had twenty three one year. He was but listen just listen to this these years. Nineteen ninety, his second year. Well it was rookie year. Nineteen uh nine touchdowns, eighteen picks. Nineteen ninety, <laughs> eleven touchdowns, eighteen picks. Ninety one, eleven touchdowns, ten picks. 13 oh and this is like a couple of years later 13 this touchdowns 12 picks he, he yeah he's fucking his touchdown to interception ratio was only 3.5 i mean the guy was fucking bad, bad. that's bad okay. that's bad, like bad. if a guy did that right now like they would he would get booed off the field that's like worse than like a baker mayfield right now do you guys even like him as an as like an analyst i think he's pretty good i don't you think do? he, like I think him and Buck work well together. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot more I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, so I got this little crazy quarterback set for you. I saw this today in the light of somebody. Um, well, I'm not going to say it. But it says every quarterback in NFL history with a season of 4,000 pass yards and 35 touchdowns within their first two seasons in the NFL. There's five guys. Two past, two present, and one that's no longer playing. Can you well, read it one more time? Every quarterback in NFL history with a season of 4,000 pass yards and 35 touchdowns within their first two seasons in the NFL. I'll give you two of them. One was Marino. One was Kurt Warner. Two of them are still playing. Mahomes. Herbert. Herbert. And the fifth guy. You say died? You said? No, 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 no. The fifth guy. Oh, what you said? What you said earlier? You said two yeah. are still playing. Two have like, moved on. And well, I didn't want to. Well. I, didn't, I didn't really want to give it away. Because, no. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay, well, uh, this oh, is like, a good. He he just announced his retirement today. Uh, Blake Bortles was the other one. Wow. It's like pretty good. Come, he's got like there with like four guys, like two of them are Hall of Famers. Mahomes yeah. maybe the best quarterback ever. 
And it's mm. like fucking the boat, dude. The boat. The boat. Incredible. <laughs> the best, best guys there is. That's wild. Um, I had a couple questions I just wanted to ask you guys. Um, I'll start with some NFL, and there's a couple college ones or two in there. Uh, NFL, which team could be good or bad is surprising you the most this year? Ooh, hold on. I got to look at the me. That's a hell of a question. I probably should have gave these to you guys before, but I kind of want to see if you had any, you know, instincts. You know, honestly, I feel like right off my, it's just the Eagles. Like, I knew the Eagles would be good, but they are dominant good. Mm-hmm. Like that, and they have like a swagger about them. Um, and it starts with Hurts, but they, they are good and confident. Yep. Uh, two things. I didn't, the Raiders don't look good. I mean, I know they, yeah. they beat Denver, but Denver sucks. The Raiders, they're, they're not doing a hell of a lot. Um, I mean, and kind of like Atlanta has been more competitive than I think a lot of us like thought. I mean, they, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be, they're probably not going to flirt with making the playoffs, but I mean, they're, they're kind of, they've been first, same with the Giants too. So there's three teams. Sorry. Yeah. You said one. No, that's no, that's all good. Um, not the Dolphins. Dolphins don't surprise you guys. Yeah, no, they no, definitely. I mean, I thought they were... Yeah, I thought they would stink. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't know if I thought me. they were going to stink. I think uh, Mc McDaniel. I think his play calling is spectacular. Like I watch yeah. it and I'm like, wow, I'm in awe. There's so many layers to his uh, offense. So like basically, what he does is he layers it. So it's um, there's a short route guy, there's a medium route guy, and there's a long route guy. And at the same time, they kind of cross over so the quarterback doesn't have to like look as much left to right. Uh, it's really cool. You just mm. don't know where it's going to happen. All right. If you could steal one player from another NFL team that doesn't play quarterback, you can't steal a quarterback, and that player goes on the Patriots, it's just you just steal them from this team. Which player are you stealing? Um, probably the first Justin, thought Je- the, Justin Jefferson for me. I'll say the first thought that came to my mind was Debo. That catching Love run him. he made the other night against I the just, Rams was. Oh, he's so him. fuck. He was my first thought, man. Debo's he's so good. Debo and think, AJ the Brown. Thing I, the thing I like about Debo is he, he's so versatile. Like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, like Jefferson, Cop, Adams, you know, Jamar Chase got to throw him in there obviously he's one of the best of all time um but i <laughs> but no it's i think with debo like they line him up in so many different places like in the backfield um they they run you know almost use him as a running back sometimes too so he's so goddamn versatile i think that obviously age i'm not i don't take right. age into this but i think that if you wanted to give mac jones the best chance to succeed I think the best player for him would be Travis Kelsey. That's what I think. I think Kelsey is fucking incredible. I think he's so much better than the second best tight end in the league. Um, but Andrews is really good, but it's like those two aren't even yeah. close. The, like, no, oh, Andrews is Kittle. What, Kittle. Uh, but he is an awesome player too. But after that, oh. there's just no no one close. Kittle no. and it's like Kittle. Yeah, Kittle's Kittle. Kittle was there for a year or two. Kittle was a beast, but then he's been he's been so hampered by injuries the last couple yeah. of years. He's and Darren Wall is pretty solid too, but he's not nowhere near those guys. Yeah, and my top defender would be Chandler Parsons. 
Micah Parsons? Micah Parsons. Chandler Parsons. Yeah. Uh, Micah Parsons, for sure. I I still like, yeah, Parsons. I still may even lean Donald because I just think yeah. he's just the fuck. He's such a monster. But yeah, Parsons. He's, that's, I mean, and that's the thing you look about with the Cowboys. Like, Cooper Rush hasn't done anything special, but the Cowboys are just getting the fuck after yeah. teams mm-hmm. in defensively. I hate it, but they are. Um, all right, I'll go to college. Uh, this one might be tricky, might not. I don't know if you guys can think of it on the top of your head. If you can't, we can just move on. But which college football team is the biggest disappointment? Fagola, let's start with you. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say Notre Dame. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma stinks. Oklahoma's bad. Um, yep. I, I don't know if they necessarily had like national title aspirations this year, but I definitely think that they, you know, they probably still had intentions of winning the big 12 and they better figure out things in a fucking hurry before they go to the sec. If they keep one like this, they will be a bottom of the bottom of the barrel team in the sec. Cause they are, mm-hmm. they are getting the wheels beat off of them the last few weeks. They certainly are. It was comical. Like, hey, and I'm that, not saying Notre Dame because I got a hot take about them motherfuckers here coming up. I mean, two weeks ago, we're in week six, start of week six now. Two weeks ago, Oklahoma was sixth in the nation. And now it's crazy to even think that there would be a top 10 team. They got shit stomped this past weekend. TCU, yeah. man, put a fucking, it was comical. Like I was looking at scores and it was like, holy crap, they're up 17 in the first. And then it was like, they're up 20, uh, 30 at halftime like what the fuck and there's dude there was guys running wide open i don't know if you guys like watch like the guy that i coach something i can't remember what he does but he like makes fun of like teams in the way there was motherfuckers running wide open down the middle of the field it was hilarious like and it didn't matter who was quarterback anyone could have thrown yeah. and that's venerables or whatever his fucking name is like, right so, yeah. Uh, defense. Yep. So apparently Lincoln Riley wasn't the issue about the defensive teams in Oklahoma. No, it doesn't matter. It was the players <laughs> like Venables was like the best defensive coordinator yeah. in the country when he left Clemson. And it was like, oh, they, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're not good. It's not like, it's gotta be, it's just, I don't know if that's like coaching or what, like maybe like it's pretty basic. Like you're covering the second guy. There was fucking guys running wide open. Like there was, there's no skill to that. It's just, good play calling i guess and bad play calling or bad uh i don't know knowledge of the the defense sure you do you agree with oklahoma i first team i thought it was oklahoma and uh why not i'll go notre dame actually uh mm-hmm. i had high expectations i love to see the fans cry at the end of the end of the year um like i could drink those tears of uh pure uh I don't know, sadness of like you had high hopes and they just get crushed. Like I, I live for it. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that I don't get that end of the year, but it was, it was fun to watch the first couple of weeks of it. Yeah. I know. I thought Florida, I throw Florida in the mix too. I mean, we had some <laughs> oh, people no, on this podcast, <laughs> we had some team people on this podcast say that they were after the first week of the year, when they moved up to like 14th, that they should have been like top seven. And then they, <laughs> then they lost to Kentucky. Um, well, didn't they get just get smacked by somebody else the other night too, didn't they? Whoa, so whoa, I mean, Flo- Flo- Florida's not really good either. So Florida oh. play. Uh, they were getting smacked by game. their little brother. Their little brother was kicking their ass until the last like fucking ten minutes of the game. Little brother Tennessee. 
Um, yeah, beat them again. And, uh, which was a really close game because we got dog in us and we got fight. I, um, oh my. We do, Jesus we do. Christ. You don't know what that's like. I know, I know. Oh, we uh, know what it's like, dude. You're, no, you're talking about a fucking. <laughs> yeah, you got a dog, dude. You get, they get down by like twenty, and you think they're a good team because they make a few <laughs> plays at the end of the fucking game to come back. <laughs> yeah, we made it a good game against yeah. another top. Your fucking See, your highs your Heisman trophy your high your Heisman trophy fucking quarterback that waited what five uh-huh. weeks to throw a fucking touchdown pass. And look yeah. at his numbers. He's dominating dude. right now. Yeah. They Without are. question. They are really good. Yeah. Um and he's gonna One be touchdown great. Pass in five still games. gonna be a Heisman winner. Um Mark my word. It might not be 2022. It could be 2023. That's fine. Maybe He's 2024 or 2027. We'll see. No, we couldn't be playing then. So uh, I wow. think we I touched believe. a nerve with this question. <laughs> I think we did. Let's <laughs> no. get the trip. Florida's in a good spot. Their schedule maker was a fucking idiot, giving them like this amount of crazy tough games to start the year. When this they definitely had a brutal game last weekend against Eastern Washington. I mean, just really getting the nut, really getting to the grit and grind of their schedule. Forty at halftime. Really, I mean, that was a fucking good job. Really, just next one. Here we go. Shuri is heading down to Florida versus LSU here in about a week and a half. Which specific? College football game, would you guys most want to go to? Money's not an object. And where would where would that game be played? Which two which two schools and where is that game being played? Your dream matchup to go see. See. I mean, I, I'd I'd like to say like Notre Dame USC at Notre Dame Stadium. I mean, it's not like Notre Dame Stadium's certainly not a like it's not like the big house. But if I'm not gonna go with Notre Dame, it's Michigan Ohio State at the big house. That's the mine would be. Yep. I actually Michigan Ohio State at either one of the stadiums because they're both yeah. absurd. Yeah, the horseshoe. Yeah, they're both crazy. I honestly, my first thing was the big house for that game. Um. I don't know the. I think if it was good again, the uh, Red River rivalry between yeah. Oklahoma and Texas, and I think I'd want to go in Texas just because it's Texas, um, and I've heard it's amazing. So I think that's probably up there for one of the top games I'd want to go to. I think I, the I, games like... would change. Like it's it's. I think it's very easy to say Ohio State Michigan because they're both they're three and four in the nation right now. It's easy to say that, right? If Michigan stinks like they did, you know, for the last 20 years, then yeah. it might not be such an easy pick. Like, obviously, like when Auburn and Alabama are both pretty nasty, that'd yep. be a pretty awesome one to go to. Yep. Um, like, I guess any of those big rivalry games would be awesome if both Even teams are good. Army-Navy is one of the best ones. Oh, that'd be sick, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yeah. So, I think um, that's coming to Gillette, too. Yeah, it is. I think they're playing that game at Gillette two years in a row, I think, coming up. Yeah. All I'd right. like to see a game, a night game at Tiger Stadium, LSU too. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Against yeah. uh, Florida. Or... Katie's cousin Charlie's going down LSU here uh, in a couple weeks. Awesome. Oh yeah. At LSU, I can't remember who they're playing, but who is oh, ranked Bam- now? Playing Bama. Like... LSU versus Bama. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Um. All right. With through Yikes. five. With through five weeks in college football, gun to your head, which team wins the national championship? Georgia. I think the trigger went off already on me. 
I'm going to say Ohio State. What's uh, Bryce Young? Is he hurt? He's got a shoulder uh, sprain, right? Yeah. Who's Bama playing this weekend? A&M? Uh, A&M. Texas A&M. A&M, A&M stinks. <laughs> A&M does stink. I had him in the fucking playoffs, so that was a good call by me. Oh, I had Oklahoma, I believe. So, oh no, I had. I think you did. I'll say, I'll say oh. Alabama is going to win. I think Saban's do. Um, all right, last question I have. Um, maybe this is me uh, ranting a little bit in the beginning, but um, college football playoffs, top four teams make it. I'm so sick of like the same three teams always making it, and then just a random one always just you know filling in. But like right now, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, those four teams probably make it, right? Maybe Clemson sneaks in. Are you guys excited no. for the change, which isn't until 2026, which kind of sucks. So got to get through like another three more seasons of this or four more seasons. Are you guys excited for the change? Do you think 12 was the right number? Top four seeds get a buy for that and then see. I think so. 12 I like that. Play? You like that? Yeah, I like it better than eight, where it's like one would play eight. Because the reason being is like I feel like most years it's going to happen where the top four seeds are going to be the top four teams that make it. So at least if you if you want to give me like four other games or whatever it's going to turn out to be, four other games where I can get a bunch of random-ass teams that are going to play in advance, then, then I'm, I'm going to take it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. It's yeah. the way college football is. It's probably the way it's always going to be in terms of, you know, four or five teams programs that have a shot every year. And then, uh, you know, that's it. Plus I'm a big, big believer in that just because you lose to a team doesn't mean that you're worse than that team or say uh, Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC champ or in the regular season, they lose. Then they play them in the SEC championship. They lose, but they just don't match up well with Bama. But Ohio State does. Like, they might be, you know, they might get the four seed. They play a different team who's the one seed, so they don't play them. And, and, and Ohio State just matched up better. And guess what? They match up good against Ohio State. Like, yeah, you yep. should beat who's in front of you. But at the same time, and then the other thing is, like, now you said Bryce Young gets hurt. What if they go and lose this game at Texas A&M? It's going to look bad on their resume. But this just solidifies that with 12, they're in. And uh, you don't want to match up with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm excited. I just wish it was happening sooner. I don't. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree. I think they say they have to wait so long because they have commitments with like bowl games and stuff. But it's like I feel like the sponsorships would be dying to get these yeah. college football playoffs as their bowl games. So that's what it is. Um, all right, let's get into the matchups. We're gonna go over four matchups this week: two college, two NFL, because there's not a ton of great games this week, and we don't want to keep duplicating teams that we keep previewing. So we'll start off with college Saturday noontime game number seven TCU we talked about a little bit go into surprise team maybe of the year number nineteen yeah. Kansas uh, TCU favored by seven on the road come off that huge win against Oklahoma um, both teams undefeated high scoring offenses I think I think TCU is really good I think Kansas is good. But as crazy as it sounds is that it's at Kansas, and that makes me feel like the fans are finally going to be hyped up for the first time ever that there's a good football team. And I feel like that statement's going to be rocking. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's one of those things with Kansas. It's like 
I feel like each week going into it, I'm going to be like, when's the magic going to run out? Mm. Like they're obviously a much better team than everybody expected to be. I think their win total was like two and a half. Um, but it's like, I don't, can they continue to sustain this as they get deeper into this big 12 schedule? But it seems like they can, man. Jalen Daniels is awesome. Their quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, throwing the ball, running the ball. The guy's a fucking electric factory, but, um, no, a TCU, I mean, if you you look at the Big 12 right now, it's like TCU and Oklahoma State looked there a little bit about a notch above everybody else. So I think it's a big line, especially uh, especially on the um, on the road. But I think I'm leaning TCU in this just because I just think that Kansas is, like Shory said, they're good, but I think TCU is really good. So I, I just yeah. like TCU to kind of – spoil spoil their undefeated season but um it's not taking away from what they are i mean kansas probably gonna wait eight nine games this year which is huge and then their coach is gonna get poached and go to a big time program and they're gonna fall back to an abyss of being shitty again uh who is their coach less less miles no it's uh lance leopold miles got fired last year or two years ago i think this is leopold's second year there um okay so tcu Offense getting 562 yards per game, third best in the nation, and they're scoring 48 and a half a game, second best in the nation. Kansas's offense scoring 41.6, which is 12th best in the nation. Over under is 68 and a half. I, I love these games at noon. It's gonna like be electric. It's gonna be an absolute like. Yeah. It's gonna be like 100 points in this game, right? Yeah. Their defenses aren't good either. It's like. I hope this score is over 100. I'd love to see it. I don't know what it is, too. Like, TCU always, like, sneaky some of the best, like, color scheme uniforms in, in the country, too. I don't know what it is about the purple and black. I love it. I'll say I'll say this. TCU seems like the better team, right? TCU, they're 4-0. They've played Colorado, Tarleton, SMU, and Oklahoma, <laughs> who we think Oklahoma's trash now, right? Yeah. Kansas has played Tennessee Tech trash. They played West Virginia. Houston, Duke, and Iowa State. I feel like it's a much tougher schedule. Of Kansas yeah. is much better, but because Iowa State's not bad. Yeah, Iowa State's not bad. Houston had high aspirations. I think they're two and three. Duke's Duke's not a bad football program anymore. I mean, they're not great, but they're not like they're not like Duke was ten years ago. Yeah, right. And West so, Virginia's. Yeah. I feel like people have this TCU massive win against Oklahoma in the back of their mind, thinking Oklahoma is the sixth best team in the nation still, and I just don't know if that's true. Um, and I've not, I haven't even seen Kansas play. I just see the scores after the game. Me either. So I'll tell you, if you get a chance, yeah. Jalen Daniels is a whole lot of fun to watch. Probably watch that one. What's well, Fox Sports one? I don't even know if that even comes in. I don't FX even know. one. It's yeah. it's just regular Fox, isn't it? Oh, Fox is. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Fox Sports one. It says Fox oh. in the next game, so I think it's different. Yeah. Right, let's get on the next one. We have number eleven Utah. Going to the Rose Bowl to play 18 UCLA. Utah's four and one. You guys know what that only loss is? Oh, Ooh, baby. Ooh. Uh, UCLA Line score finds a nut. <laughs> UCLA five and zero. Oh. Uh, Utah favored on the road for this one, three and a half. Another big total uh, overrun in this one. Total score sixty four and a half. Um, both these offenses, man. Like, yep. How many college football teams are there? Like 200 or something? Is that what there is? I think they, well, I think it's, if you look at, 
Let me look at it right here. I think it's like out of 121 Division One programs. 121, okay. 121 so, or 123. Uh, Utah, 11th best scoring offense. UCLA, 14th best scoring offense. So these two games. Another high, here. high yeah. score. Yeah. So 3:30 game will be a big, big score. 12 o'clock game should be a big score. That'd be exciting. I mean, uh, UCLA just coming off a huge win that yeah. somebody on this podcast called last week. I don't remember who it was, but um, Dorian Thompson Robinson's again, talk about quarterbacks that are awesome to watch. This kid is a fucking electric factory. Um, and they also have uh, Zach. I don't know if it's Charbonnet. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but they, they just want to run the football. That's what UCLA does. And that's kind of what Utah wants to do too. So I understand they're both very both kind of high scoring offenses, but part of me wonders if this game is going to be under because both these teams, especially with Utah, Utah really doesn't have the the quarterback play that I I think that um, UCLA does. So I'm curious if they're just going to really want to try to take the air out of football, keep the clock moving, kind of shorten the game a little bit. But um, should be a good one. I'm I'm just going to keep riding UCLA. I I think they get it done. Um, I, I, any team that loses a Florida, I don't know how they can be any good. So I'm just going to roll with uh, UCLA. Are you giving a uh, sneak peek to your uh, six pack pick? I am not. Okay. Nope. Um, I, I feel, I feel like uh, I did UCLA wrong last week, doubting them hard. Um, but obviously they came to play. Chip Kelly's got this team rolling, um, which is great because seeing a good UCLA team is more fun. Um, it makes like the, if you're going to stay up on a Saturday night and you're like hanging out uh, and you want to throw some money on a game, it makes it a lot more exciting. And I, I'm down with the, the PAC 12 actually doing that. Oregon's been really good lately too. So I, I don't know where I would go. Um, I would probably lean towards UCLA winning this game. Um, I just don't believe in a team that fucking uses three tight ends on like 80% of the snaps like Utah does. All right. Into the NFL, we got Sunday morning game. We got another London game. Giants headed to the Packers. All right, here we go. I got a little stump for you guys. Uh, London games in the NFL started in 2007. They've been happening every year. Some year there's one, some years there's two, whatever. This is the first game in London where both teams are over 500. I, London it's, has, wow. It's astonishing lot, to me. Has seen a lot of shitty games, right? Um, well, they get the Jags every year. They do get usually. the Jags a lot, yep. And then 31 of the 32 NFL teams have played in London except for the Packers Packers are traveling there for their first time ever They're I don't know how they've got out of this for 15 years, but they've gotten out of it for that long. So they're finally going, uh, betting line Packers, eight point favorites. What you guys thinking? Yeah. I, I, the giants are a weird team to me because I don't think they're very good, but they just continue to find ways to win games. I, I, so, and I think that's, Goes to like Shay with what Dayball is doing with that team right now. Um, I, I just, I, but the Packers even like the, watching them play the Patriots, they didn't impress me really a hell of a lot. They have no weapons. Um, 
And you like notice with the Patriots shut, like took away the the short passes in the first half. Rogers just was resulted in throwing the ball downfield and none of his receivers could ever create separation. And, uh, in the first half. So I, I don't know. I mean, I like the, I think the Packers are a better team. So I'm going to like, I'm going to take the Packers to win, but I, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's a gross game to me. Cause I don't think either team's as good as their records say they are. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers, I really do believe that they're pretty good. I do think that they're going to struggle. Well, they are struggling to create plays downfield with their passing game. I think that's because of a lot of rookie wide receivers with Dobbs and uh, Watkins. Watkins, is it Watson? Yeah, Christian Um, Christian Watson. Watson. Um, So I think the Packers are actually really good. I just think they're taking a little while to connect. And we always said it takes four weeks with Brady uh, before he starts to really get going. I think you're going to see the same with Green Bay. He's building confidence um, with these these rookie guys. Uh, Adam Lazard's still good. And then I just look at the teams that the Giants have beat. Um, anyone would dream of the schedule uh, in the first couple of weeks is Tennessee week one. I think they're garbage. Mm-hmm. Carolina, garbage. Dallas without Dak, they're okay. And they, and they lost. Um, and then Chicago, who's probably the worst team in the NFL. Um, yeah, they have three wins. They should have three wins. That doesn't mean they're good. They're like a bottom seven, eight team in the league. I think this is going to be... It, it's hard for the NFL to have blowouts. I feel like it's not as common, but I think I am hammering for Green Bay to smoke them. If this game was in Green Bay, I think that you would hammer the eight points as them to cover. I just don't know how Green Bay is going to travel to London. That's yeah. the only question mark. I think Green Bay wins too, but I don't know. The um, it being a little ugly. We should say how well Barkley's been playing. Saquon Barkley looks like the best running back in the NFL right now, and he yep. is the best running back in the NFL. And his pass-catching ability, his shiftiness uh, for that size um, is is back. He looks great. Like pro sports or anything in life, I guess life in general, injuries are the worst thing that was ever created with life because yeah. it robs us of seeing guys like Saquon. And, like, people forgot, like, how good this guy really was. Yeah. Because – He's been out for the last like three years, so it's cool to see he's healthy. Hopefully, he stays healthy. All right. Um, I instituted this rule where I said that we had to do every Thursday night game, and I completely Why? regret doing that. We got Russ back in the building, baby. So we got our Thursday night game: Indianapolis Colts versus the Denver Broncos. Over-under in this game is 42, and I don't know how. I feel like it should be, like, 22. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's favorites. out. And Taylor's yeah. out, yep. Three-and-a-half-point favorites for the Broncos at home. Uh, my thoughts on this game are, if you have any shows you want to catch up on, I just do that tomorrow <laughs> night instead of watching yeah. this. I mean, that's just disgusting. Like, the NFL's got to be, like, I know it's, like, only week five or four or whatever it is, and they have to be in a situation where, like, I just wish we could have flexed this game or just done mm-hmm. something differently because this is the, the primetime game on Thursday night is two of the worst teams in the league. So gross. Yeah. I, I'm shocked I I, that we've watched Denver be this bad and, and granted their, their defense has been pretty good, but their offense is horrendous and they're still two and two somehow um, luck of the, the schedule. But I think they're going to find out coming up uh, when they have more. They're going to have two games against Kansas City coming up. They're going to have two games against uh, the Chargers coming up, and they're just going to get fucking blown out. Um, And then Indianapolis, same thing. 
um, without Jonathan Taylor. Um, good luck. Indianapolis good luck. dead. Stinks. Indianapolis dead last in points scored at fourteen point three. Denver thirtieth out of thirty two teams at sixteen and a half. It's gonna be an absolute gross game. I mean, hey, good thing is that they, you know, they're prime time on. They were prime time. Were they prime time last week? This past weekend, Sunday. Who Denver? Yeah. Uh, no, they played Raiders. The Bucks and Chiefs they were played, Sunday. Oh, oh, sorry. So they're they're prime time this week. They're prime time next week. They have also, like three or four more three more prime time games, so that's good. One of the other, like I think, probably was a top ten back in the NFL. Uh, um, oh my God, what Javante Williams from Denver towards ACL, so he's definitely not playing. Like this is out for the year. Yeah. The the matchup I'm looking forward to the most is Michael Pittman uh, against anyone, but Michael Pittman against Patrick Sertain. Um, that's that's gonna be a good one. Um, Michael Pittman's a real, he's the real deal. But other than that, I don't know what weapons are in this game anyway. Cortland Sutton's pretty good. Jerry Judy, by the way, I called that he sucks. He's even worse than I thought. Yep, not good. Uh, if you guys, I don't know if you're looking at it or not, if you're not looking at it, can you guys name who the head coach of the Broncos is? Yeah, well, he came from Green Bay. Um, yeah. He was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I know him because I've watched their games and the fans just boo the fuck out of him. Never even heard of his name, dude. Trump, New Hampshire. Until I was doing this thing. Nathaniel Hackett. Good for him, dude. Got a coaching position. Proud of him. All right, that's that. Moving on. Gola, do you want to uh, talk about Natty Light Six Pack? Uh, I don't even have the standings in front of me, but I think um, your boy is leading again, which just back in front. Water finds its level all the time, right? Or is that what it is? So that's the saying. It's something yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. Something it also along those can lines. Drown but, you. Yeah. Speaking of drowning, Shory in the standings just every week. Just, just. Have you been a Fob 500 yet? I don't know if I have. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just bad. Um, but I don't. I guess I don't have the standings right in front of me. So, gee, I've I know I'm the lead. I've got him up. Gola's got 20 points. Me and Shory both have 16. Uh, Gola's 18 and 12. I'm 12 and 18. Shory's 14 and 16. Uh, this past week, Gola and Shory both went four and two, but. Oh, you uh, did. Fagola, Good Fagola hit his uh, his underdog pick, and then we're not even gonna talk about how I went this last week. So. Did you get any, uh, Kev? Yeah. <laughs> I got one. Yeah, I got one, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was uh. Sure. Since like you're it. at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel, do you want to start things off? Maybe like maybe it'll be a little change of mojo for you. Uh, am I at the bottom of the barrel? We're tied. But I will start. In point. In points, right? Well, no, and I'm bottom of the record. barrel in record. I just, the standings, oh. I, didn't, I didn't calculate the. Ah, shit. Okay. All right, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'll start it right out. Let's go. Um, I'm going to run with a team that got me points last week. I'm taking Wake Forest again. Uh, they're minus 17 at home against Army. I think they cover that. My, my Army sucks. Um, that's basically it. Wake Forest keeps rolling. Wake Forest, minus 17. Yes. All right, Doug. The one. All right. I'm going Clemson, minus 20 and a half versus BC. BC stinks. Clemson looks like they got their swagger back a little bit. The game's, I'm pretty sure, in Clemson. Give me the fucking Tigers a roll. 
on that game? I think it's uh, at BC. Is it at BC? I think so. It doesn't matter. I don't care. It doesn't yeah, fucking matter. Yeah, BC stinks. Matter. It Hold is it at BC. Yeah. You know what sucks is that we're from Maine and like the best, the biggest college team to watch is BC, and I have no interest in ever going. It sucks. Even if they yeah. played a good team, a... it would suck. Yeah. I went to watch them one time. It wasn't wasn't that exciting yeah. at all. Uh, we talked about this earlier. I'm taking Kansas plus seven versus TCU. Um, I think, I think, um, like TCU, everyone thinks they had a huge win last week against Oklahoma. Like they had a ton of points in that game, but I just don't think Oklahoma is as good as people think they are. And I think because of that, this, uh, this spread is pushed a little too high. So Kansas plus seven. I'm riding the crowd in that game. I'm also taking Kansas plus seven. Um, I think the crowd is what keeps them close early. Um, then TCU is the better team. They pull away late, and that's what happens. Good teams take a while to figure it out. It, like, we watched Georgia this weekend. We all know they pulled it out. They looked dominant in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, t- I'm same thing, Kev. Kansas plus seven. I'm also taking a dog here. I'm taking Western Kentucky plus six and a half against uh, UT San Antonio. Both these schools are in the top 20 in points per game. Big difference is Kentucky, Western Kentucky's 52nd defensively in points per game. UTSA is 117th out of 131. Austin Reed of Western Kentucky, 1,700 yards, seven touchdowns in five games. I like the Hilltoppers actually win this game, never mind just cover, but they're not my money line dog this week. That's somebody else, but Western Kentucky plus six and a half. Spitting facts over here, dude. I like it. I'm taking Washington State plus 13 versus USC. I think USC has been an absolute beast this year, but I think USC might be looking ahead to next week when they're playing Utah. Washington State's been a pretty decent team on the year, and I think that they can cover that 13. One thing I know is if you're pretty sure, it's better than being for sure um, in a pick. We have not been so great in that, Kev. My next one, um, I'm taking uh, Auburn at Georgia to cover my 30 points. Um, it's a rivalry. We, I've been saying, I'll say this my entire life. You never know what can happen in a rivalry. And I don't think that Auburn's going to win this. But I do know that if you give them 30 points to play with, they might keep it close in the first half. And, and we'll see what happens in the second half. They lose by 29. Uh, my next one is I'm taking Tennessee three minus three and a half for at LSU. Listen, Brian Kelly has done what he done, what he did at Notre Dame. He's doing it at LSU. He's winning games he should win, but they have not looked good doing it, except maybe the Mississippi State game. Headed Hooker is the best player in this in this in this game, probably a quarterback. Um, I will say this: if this was a night game at Tiger Stadium, I'd be taking LSU, but it's not. Hendon Hooker in Tennessee too much for LSU. Vols minus three and a half. Uh, I'm going Kansas State. Two-point favorite. I'm taking the minus two. They're playing Iowa State. Cyclones have lost the last two weeks. They're reeling. K-State, um, I feel like they, they lost to Tulane week three, and I feel like they've righted the ship after that. They've had some pretty dominant wins. I'm taking K-State minus two. Good pick. I'm, uh, I'll double down on what Gola just had. Tennessee at LSU to cover um, minus three. 
Um, I just think Hooker's one of the best players maybe in the country right now. Um, and Tennessee's a lot better than what LSU is. Um, I think that's easy money. Easy money right there. All right. I said I had a hot take. Last week, I made a comment that NC State on October 16th or whatever was going to be, we're going to be out of the top 25. Well, I got another little prediction for you boys. Come November 5th, 7.30, South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame will be 6-2 and two when their matchup are going against Clemson. They're going to run the table in October. I'm taking the Irish minus four against BYU, and here's why. BYU is 167th in the country against uh, – wait, that doesn't make sense because there's not 167 teams in the country against the run. They're not very good against the run. Let's just say that. Notre Dame got their run game going last week against – well, two weeks ago against UNC, 287 yards, 51 rushes. I expect to see a ton of 12 personnel for Notre Dame. Tyree Estime, pounding the rock in Vegas – BYU is 44th in the country scoring-wise, but I think Notre Dame's 12th in the country with sacks per game of just under four. I think they have the edge rushers and the defensive line to get after BYU. They fuck causes issues. Notre Dame gets above 500. It's going to run the table in October. They're going to be 6-2 and two when they play Clemson. Give me the fucking Irish. Minus four. Let's go. I'm going to give you that game at minus three and a half. That's what the line's showing now. I think okay. that line started minus two, maybe. But it's going up. So you get three and a half on that, dude. Um, I, like I already had this one written down. I want to change it, but I'm just not that good at this shit. So I'm not doing it on the fly. I'm taking Clemson minus 20 and a half also against BC. Um, BC stinks. And I am actually a Clemson believer now. I feel like they've had some wow. massive wins the last like- two weeks. And um, last year was in my brain a lot for how bad Clemson was, but I think that this year they're actually a team that could, I don't know, they could, they could challenge for a national championship. We'll see. Interesting. Uh, my upset pick, uh, I got Rutgers at home versus Nebraska. Nebraska's a three-point favorite. We all know Nebraska sucks. Um. I don't really know much about Rutgers, but they're not losing in Nebraska at home. And I'll tell you right now, real quick on the Rutgers. Did you see that little clip last week of Shiano in Ryan Day's face? Oh, yeah. I'm telling you right now, that's no smoke Ryan Day wants. I would no. bet the house on Shiano whooping that motherfucker's ass <laughs> if it come down to it. Yeah. Anyways. um, All right. I'm taking one of the best offenses in the country. They're road dogs, but it's North Carolina going on the road to Miami. UNC has one of the best offenses in the country. They do have a bad defense, but you know what a you know what a struggling defense needs? As a team and a coach that are questioning, and their fans are questioning whether or not their starting quarterback should still be starting. So that team's in turmoil. Give me UNC to roll down to Miami, and then people in Miami are going to want Cristobal's head on a fucking stake. Because they had high expectations. It didn't mm-hmm. happen. UNC rolls on Saturday. Miami coming off a 14-point loss to Middle Tennessee. Dude, Ugh. at home. Ugh. Rough. Um, I uh, We talked about this game, too. Um, 
I'm taking UCLA to beat Utah. That's a four and a half point game. Utah, um, Utah is playing USC next week. I think Utah has had that matchup circled on their schedule from the beginning of the season because those were the two top teams in the Pac-12. Um, and I think this, I think the Bruins team, I think Chip Kelly's going to play good enough that they're going to win this game at home. It's a huge thing to have this game at home. Taking UCLA to win that one. Pac-12's back, baby. Back. Um, last one. I got Oregon at Arizona. I am the underman now. Uh, I believe I got mine right last week. Oh, I know I did. And I will ride what's hot because that's what you got to do. The over-under is at 71, and I do know that's a lot of fucking points. Um, I'm just going to say it's under. I don't know why. That's a lot of points. They probably have it at halftime, but. So, I got to admit, I looked at the matchups this week, and two games, there was like two games that stood out to me in terms of over-unders. And when I looked, I'm like, I like the under in both. And then I realized, I'm not a loser. So, I just found a random game. under. So, I'm, I'm taking Wyoming, New Mexico, over 37. I have no stats to back this up. It's only 37 fucking points. They have to figure it out. It's 37 <laughs> goddamn points. <laughs> so gotta figure it out. Wyoming, New Mexico, over 37. I liked too many unders this week, and I just went with like the lowest total I could find. Love it. That's what I did. All right. Uh, Gun to your head. Would you rather watch Wyoming, New Mexico, or would you rather watch Indianapolis, Denver? Oh, Wyoming, God. New Mexico. Give me, give me a college game over that fucking shit. A college yes. game with a 37 over under is brutal. <laughs> you know what the thing is? is I'm gonna scroll down here through real quick. I'm pretty sure when I looked, that's not the the lowest total. I oh, thought I oh. saw one earlier that was that was lower than that. Um. All right. I'm going. Uh. Texas, Oklahoma. I think both teams suck, but you know what? Their offenses. Both of them are 32nd or better in the nation. Both defenses are 160th or worse in the nation. <laughs> 65 and a half points is this. I'm taking the over on that game. Let's go. And I think there's a chance uh, Quinn Ewers is back for uh, Texas. Oh, the other one. So I was just looking. The other one was Iowa, Illinois is 36 and a half. Oh, shocking. Oh, Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Oh, shocking. <laughs> Must be miserable Most to go to fucking school. <laughs> okay. Oh my fuck! Like in the in the so absolute good. middle of goddamn nowhere, dude. <laughs> and then your football team struggles to put up ten points in a game. Yeah. That's where Estrella's going, is it? Oh no, he's too, going to Tennessee. Too many white kids, man. Too many white kids. Just fucking awful. All right, let's get into it, Gola. Recap. Whew. I'll tell you right now, House of Dragon, this past episode, whoo, 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 did a lot of fucking happen. I don't even know where to start. Like, they started out with the funeral, um, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm yep. like, like, this week's been foggy for me, so yep, they started you guys might have to step in and... No? Yeah. I, okay. I, oh, wow. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is not my forte, so... Uh... For me, I, I came around. First thing first, I came around to the new characters a little bit more. Um, yep. that, so I, I will say I'm happy about that. 
but I just feel like so I don't know where to, I don't even know where to start either. There's so much uh, that scene in the castle with um, uh, Rhaenyra and the the queen where she Allison. had the knife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my heart was pounding. Like I don't think I blinked for like a good like six seven minutes. Um, I was never upset with the the new Allison, uh actress. I think that was fine. It was just I loved Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra yes. so much that that was hard. But I will say that this episode really brought it with the um, her making out with her uncle there, uh, Damon. A little bit more tolerable. And it's a little bit more tolerable <laughs> now that she's like a little bit older looking. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. What she's it, not like, twelve. Yeah, she's not this young little girl making out with her uncle. So I think uh, I, that made it a little easier to watch. I was going to say, too, and like there was the, like the opening scene at the funeral for um, like Lena. Was that was that her name? Lena? Yeah, that sounds um, right. And it just seemed like when everybody was on like that little like I'd say it's a patio, right? The little mm. brick thing. And they're like kind of walking around. It's like there was so many. Everybody was watching each other. Like everybody was watching what each person was doing. So it was like you could kind of tell like they were just like all like sizing everybody up. And then. Um, like you said, Shory, that scene in the in the castle was fucking badass. But the um, and then I'm trying to think what else took place. I mean, what set up what set uh, up that in the castle? Just Aegon, I think it's Aegon. Oh yeah, Aegon getting the dragon that was Lena's dragon, yeah. which is like the biggest of the dragons that are like biggest around, of them all. basically. That that was pretty badass that kid because he was always getting picked on for not having a dragon, and now he's yeah. got like the biggest badass of them all. I'm biggest, sure that's gonna yeah. come into play here. I think the, lose king, a fucking eye. the king is in a uh, tough spot for what, where his loyalty, you know, falls between his new family, his old family. Um, but first thing, I just want to say, Damon waited no time to find a new new girl uh, at the funeral. Brings Rhaenyra back, bangs her. Uh, that guy's he's good for the show, but he is. Just a wild card of of a human being. Yeah, he is. I, I wanted to say so. Oh, did so obviously the hand of the king, he died last episode because yep. Allison, you know, had them set fire to whatever their their family. Lara, so whatever his name is. Did they announce that is Otto the hand again? Just was yes. Back. So because they showed him at the funeral, I think. He was there or whatever, and like there, there was a scene, like it was kind of subtle, but he's standing there, and he like just happened, like the camera just kind of pans down towards his chest, and he's got the pin on. But I don't yeah. think they, I don't think they ever announced it. Like they didn't have like a, right. like a, not a ceremony, but like they never showed like one of them the tables of uh, that they meet yeah. at or whatever. Yeah. And like mentioned it, he was just kind of there. So. I was like, did I miss he's something? A, that guy's a fucking snake. Yeah, he is. It's... Um, and then the thing at the end, obviously, with um, Rhaenyra's husband, they they kind of do you guys so I I, I read oh, yeah, some I didn't stuff see that after. Coming. So I kind of read some stuff after this and about this whole episode and that whole situation, and it was a couple theories on it that 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 was the plan right from the get go that Rhaenyra and Damon said, hey, we'll fake his death, then we can get married, and they'll go over there and do what they want to do. Um. And then the other part of it was, well, no, that their initial plan was Damon was actually going to kill him or have him killed. And they just kind of like called an audible to last minute. And like, because the scene before it, you see somebody walking on the stairs, 
breaks the neck of the guard or whatever. And then that's obviously the individual that ends up in a fire. But do you guys think that that was the original plan from Rainier and Damon um, that, you know, we're going to fake his death. He'll go away. Or do you actually think that, that, that um, well, I can't remember his name either, but that they, they just audible. Then they said, this is what we're going to do. And everybody's going to think we're dead, but I'm not, I'm dead, but I'm actually not. I bet that was always Rhaenyra's plan because I feel like she did know he was a good person and she didn't want to just kill a good person. She's but just think, so smart think, too. And but I, I don't Damon, think that I think Damon's Damon a dickhead said, though. He would have just been like, let's just fucking kill him. So it doesn't get out. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I just didn't, I don't, cause I saw that in like, there was like two thoughts because I think in the actual books, he dies actually, like actually dies in the book. Oh, really? I thought that one of the things I read that said like, um, that's the way it ended and the way that episode ended was not how it, um, actually ended there. So I don't even but it's, remember it's, but, for the scenes for the next episode. Like I, I feel like it was chaos and I don't even remember what was even like the premise of this next episode. You know what I mean? I don't even, I didn't watch it. I don't think. So I don't. Sometimes it's like I I like watching it, but it's weird because yeah, no, I don't like to see the. I like to see the recap, like, I, like why they did things, but not the, the next. Right, season. and I feel like the when I watched the the first preview I watched was for the episode that was Sunday, and I feel like I thought there was gonna be a bunch of battles and shit going on, and like nothing happened. Like the way no. they like cut it, it's like it makes you think it's like one thing's gonna happen and another thing did. So I actually, you know what, I did watch it. And now, I, but I don't remember. Yeah, nothing stuck what out. What the hell nothing happened? Stood out to me, so I don't even. Because there's like three episodes left, right? Uh, is there? That was. Seven. I think so. This supposed to be. Does, 10, okay, so. so does the king make it through season one? I bet he. I bet he dies. No. In this episode. Like nine or ten, he dies. I bet he dies in episode ten. There's a little cliffhanger going into uh, season two. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. We'll see. Um, do you I guys got any? Rhaenyra right now is never been stronger though with Damon beside her. Oh God. Just no one. Beast. No one is should. No, I know, but but you look at the whole thing like because like, uh the sea snake's probably gonna think that Lord Corliss is gonna think that they had something to do. He had, she had something to do with it, so she can marry Damon. So there's a chance that like their their alliance is gonna like they're gonna stick with the queen and that whole thing when if when it comes down to it. So. But it's as great. And they have. It is, but. Damon's kids are his grandkids. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess. Rhaenyra's are not, but. Right. I don't know. It's it's good. Well, we but didn't we, ask I, I don't think I was. Oh, I don't think so. I was gonna. I, I was gonna ask you guys oh, yeah. if you guys had anything right. else on it because I no. I just wanted to touch base because we're we're talking about like Game of Thrones realm and all that other shit. And I sent you guys a thing last night. Yeah. Um. Um. Sounds like it's official. Uh. The sequel. There's a sequel coming out starring Jon Snow. Um. Oh. Filming will begin in December. The show's gonna air sometime 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 in 2024. Um. And. I mean, I, I said this to you guys last in the group chat. Just, I, I mean, I, I'm a glutton for this shit, so just feed me all the Game of Thrones stuff that I can get. I fucking love it. Um, I, I'm going into it fully, know, full well, like, knowing that some of this probably going to suck. It's not all going to hit. 
but I can tell you that Game of Thrones is fucking awesome. So far, this is awesome. So I'm all yeah. in. Um, I'm very interested to see like what they're going to do with this uh, with Jon Snow, because I'm assuming it's going to be about him and the Night's Watch and everything now. Um, so I'm just, I'm gassed up for it. I fucking love Jon Snow. So I think the last we saw him, he was going above the wall. He was going with the wildlings, I think, to live with the wildlings. So. Oh, okay. We'll see if he's living with all the giants and whatnot. That'd be kind of cool. I'll say, because I would imagine they're going to have to come up with something else. Like, I don't, and I, maybe I'm wrong with this, but was this, do we know, like, was this Jon Snow, this prequel, uh, sequel, have anything to do with the books that George R. R. Martin wrote? Or is I this just it. HBO rolling off? I think it's, yeah, I think it's their own writers. Just because Martin hasn't finished the books yet. And so, but the Game of Thrones had been finished, that hadn't been finished in the books. There's no, I can't imagine that this, this further in the timeline has been written by him, you know? So I'm thinking they're going oh. off the cuff on this. So who knows? So I'm just thinking like, there's gotta be some other like enemy that shows them. I mean, they can't, I would imagine, right. Yeah. I can't imagine oh, yeah. it's just going to be all right. fucking rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. I think it'd be so badass if they were able to get like people to come back even for like an episode, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I had such low expectations for House of Dragon, um, but now that it's phenomenal, uh, my expectations for the Jon Snow one would be are going to be so high. Like, I wonder if mine were too low for this one, and now they're going to be too high for the next one. So the hard thing is that like House of the Dragon is based on Martin's books, where Snow's not going to be based on his books, except for the character. So it's like, I could picture Snow sucking, where House of the Dragons is good, because Martin's right. good at writing. Yeah, it's pretty but incredible. We'll try to be optimistic, dude. We'll try to be. Just give us an Aria spinoff, and that's all we care about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. Um, You guys got anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Then we'll uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, subscribe. Um, I heard all the people complain about my mic. Turned it up, I think. Hopefully it's better. Um, appreciate it, but uh, most importantly, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah.